Welcome to Singled In, a gathering place for single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Oliver. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about the perks of being single. And our guest today is our new friend, Johnny. Johnny Liu, is that how you say it? Yeah, that, that's typically how I... Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess technically in Chinese, it's Liu. But um, oh, good to know. But yeah, in English we say Lou. Gotcha. <laughs> well, we just cool. wanted to thank you for being here, Johnny. We really appreciate um, yeah you just spending this time with us. Yeah, super happy to be here, <laughs> Johnny. You were the first. I was really excited to hear that you had reached out because you were the first person. You're like our first not celebrity guest because I guess we've had other <laughs> people who have like some sort that of celebrity. Podcast. Very few, <laughs> but. You are the first person to uh, celebrity guest to reach out to us, someone we didn't know already. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I was like, oh, really- cool. Yeah. Yes. So how we got in contact with Johnny. So he was a guest on another podcast that I listened to. Our favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed by his episode that I reached out to him and we talked for a little bit via messenger. And then he found out that we have a podcast okay. and, and here he is now. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's that's how it all started. <laughs> yeah, Johnny has a good episode on questions from the closet, which we've mentioned before, uh, about loneliness, and definitely worth a listen. And he's going to tell us where else uh, we can find him. But yeah, Johnny, tell us more about yourself. Would love to. That, yeah, thanks. And I'm so I'm so excited for this chance to uh, be on this podcast with you. Uh, and, and and just a quick plug for I I've really enjoyed the episodes that I've listened to. Uh, so for me, I. Grew up in Utah. I am Chinese, or I guess American-born Chinese, and I'm also gay. And so, part of the reason why I was on this uh, podcast, "Questions from the Closet," is because I've chosen to, I've chosen to be single uh, my whole life. I guess uh, with being a member of the church, but also being gay. Yeah, so I guess I know a thing or two about being lonely uh, just because of this kind of lifelong commitment to be single. And um, as part of this whole journey, I have decided to create a YouTube channel, which is uh, kind of where I share my life experiences, the ups and downs. And yeah, in one of the episodes, I talk about how to thrive being single. And I think a big part of that is being aware of the perks that come with being single, as well as being familiar with the pains that come with being single. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, lo- would love to, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to chat about it with you guys. Yeah, I or watched a few of Johnny's videos on YouTube and the one that you did about ambiguous loss, which uh, for sure aligns with the episode we did on grief with Allison McKee uh that you did such a good job of explaining like what that is and why that impacts singles so heavily yeah um but also that episode was really good in terms of discussing like some pluses and minuses of single life so yeah definitely worth a listen as well as are there other episodes you'd recommend people starting with on your youtube channel um i think for this podcast yeah that might be the best one uh it just 
talks about something that a lot of us experience, this concept of ambiguous loss. And yeah, just being aware of some of the difficulties, but also some of the really nice things about being single. Um, It's, you know, not all of us can do a lot to change our relationship status. So I think it's important to both learn acceptance, but also to kind of take advantage of the good things of being single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that idea of taking advantage of it, like whether it's uh, a short time or a long time. What's the saying? Here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, just uh, really leaning into it and and enjoying the parts that are there to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. totally yeah yeah like I think about living in Utah a lot of people don't like it and uh you know since I grew up here it's kind of the norm for me but I can also recognize that there are some not so good things about living in Utah but if you're but if for whatever reason you were stuck in Utah instead of kind of always thinking about the downsides of living here that would you know, that wouldn't be a very enjoyable existence, right? Um, so it'd be, so instead, I think it'd be helpful to really focus on the good things about living in, in Utah, and that would really improve your overall experience. So I think it's very similar with with being single. Mm. I love that. So no matter where you are, no matter where you live, you just got to find the positives in your location and in your singleness. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's an episode I want to do. Actually, maybe it was on the list, blooming where you're planted, sort of Ooh, thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because yeah. I think sometimes, yeah, we do just get really focused on the next phase of our life, and we don't kind of settle into what we have now. Like, I think one common thing that singles do is they don't like invest in their life now in terms of like having like a decent quality of life, like that a middle-class adult would maybe have like getting some like furniture that's comfortable or yes. I don't know, just things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's actually one of the things that I wanted to talk about uh, once we jump into once we dive in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to hear a couple other things. So you live in Utah. Do you go to um, a singles ward and tell, so us, yeah, tell us a little yeah. bit more about your life right now? Sure. Yeah. I am attending a family ward just uh, here across the street and I've really enjoyed it. I am currently the elders quorum president, but oh. I, uh, I, I think I've, I'm a little burned out. And when I hit rock bottom of this burnout in this calling, I actually listened to your first episode, which is, <laughs> which, which got me the idea of like, Oh, I should go check out the mid single adult word here. <laughs> and so I actually told the state president and my bishop that I, I have plans to leave the ward and, and I wanted to give them some heads up. Uh, so I'll be leaving at the end of this month to start attending the single adult sword. And yeah, I kind of wanted to thank you for that because, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. We gave because you <laughs> yeah, well, well, and, and well, and like I said, well, sorry, like I said, we'll get to it, but it's, it's so important to take care of yourself. And, mm. um, and yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think this will be really good for me. So, Aww. oh yeah, totally. And- well, should we yeah sorry go ahead oh yeah I just wanted to hear also what you do for work and do you have um is your family still in Utah yeah great questions so I work in tech I'm a software tester so basically the developers of my company work on different features and once they have finished their work I'll 
I'll get it and we'll try to confirm that it does what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But I'll also try to find bugs and basically I try to break stuff. So I, huh. uh, I get paid to break things and then I don't have to worry about fixing them. I just hand them back to the developer <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I found this. Uh, see if you could fix it. Um, <laughs> so I really enjoy that. I, I guess also outside of work, I am a big, uh, I'm an avid volleyball player and mm-hmm. I also play some online games. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my like family situation goes, my parents still live here in Utah, but my siblings have all moved very far away. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a sibling in Dallas, a sibling in Boston, and then a sibling in Singapore. So we're very oh, wow. spread out. And we don't really get together for like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We kind of just do our own thing just because, yeah, we're so far apart. Okay. So it's kind of you and mom and dad a lot of the time. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic for sure. <laughs> cool. Well, you're, yeah, you're a busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I definitely have a lot of time, which, which, uh, I've come to learn is, is both the curse and a blessing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We could definitely talk about that. Right. Time is a big, a big factor in singleness. I feel oh, like. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, seeing as that this episode is going to, it's going to come out the day after Valentine's Day. And since we're here talking about why it's so cool being, you know, singles, should we dive right in and get to it? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So Johnny, you, um, again, in that YouTube video about ambiguous loss, you talk a little bit about, well, you could tell us more about this, but you talk a little bit about dialectical behavioral Mm -hmm. therapy. Yeah how it focuses on like finding those binaries or yeah we call them dialects but yeah basically binaries yeah yeah Yeah, so it's you know life is very ambiguous and a lot of the times we experience ambiguous loss which is generally speaking it's just loss that comes from an ambiguous source uh, which makes it really hard for our minds to you know cope with and and to deal with and so kind of what I think is the approach of DBT, or at least this technique of DBT, is to approach life with a slightly ambiguous mindset. And, and we do that by kind of accepting these two extremes or these two seemingly contradictory points. And so on the one hand, so an example of a dialectic would be on the one hand, I, there are things I really, really enjoy about being single. But on the other hand, there are things that I really don't enjoy about being single. Mm. Um, and that's like being able to accept both of those is really healthy in, in my opinion. And, and I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. in my experience, it's really, help, really healthy. Yeah. So there are a whole bunch of dialectics. One of them is like, uh, for me being gay, it's like, I want you to always remember it. No, no, I guess, what is it? Yeah. It's like, I want you to forget that I'm gay, but I also want you to never forget that I'm gay. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. It's like, I, you know, like when you see me, I don't want every conversation or I, I don't want that to be the only thing that you see about me. But at the same time, there are unique challenges and unique difficulty and pain that come with being gay that I hope you can always, you know, remember and keep in mind that I'm going through yeah. all of that yeah. at the same time. So yeah. kind of honor it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's a part of you, but it's not your personality. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's more to you than just 
being gay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Or being single or being a member of the church or yeah, exactly. Being American. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, I liked on how on one of your videos you talk about being a minority of a minority of a minority. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Which is just so interesting to think about, like, and you talked about like not knowing anyone like you in, in terms of like an uh, Asian American member of the church who was gay or, yeah. you know, until you yeah. were well into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's like, could be isolating. It, I mean, it's interesting to think about. And I think we've all had those things in our lives, uh, or at least Oliver and I've talked about different things in our lives where uh, we felt like no one got us or we were alone in a struggle but then, yeah, like you do things like create a platform or um, mm -hmm. just engage with the world in different ways. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like that becomes there. There are more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, Johnny, speaking of platforms, when did you decide to uh, start your own YouTube channel? That's a great question. Uh, there was a time when different people were coming out of the church and well, coming out and then also saying that they're leaving the church. And it kind of seemed like that was the only option. Uh, mm. It was like, okay, so if you're gay, then you don't fit in this church or you don't belong. And so you should leave kind of thing. Um, and I didn't want that to be the only path or the only option. Uh, I think, I definitely think that there, that option is healthy and, and happy for a lot of people, but I didn't want it to seem like that was the only option. And so I created this YouTube channel for a bunch of reasons, but one of them was just to add to the representation of, no, there actually are members of the church who do identify as gay or LGBT and, and also choose to stay in the church. And even though it's not perfect and, you know, there are a lot of things that could be improved. One of what, yeah, like I remember one of your recent episodes, you talked about that. Um, but there are people doing it and people who are, you know, happy while doing it. So, yeah, I love that. Again, it's like creating less aloneness in something or more of a community around something where someone might feel alone in what they want or who they are. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. This could be our first perk of being a single because you have all this time and this opportunity to create this platform and now here you are. Yeah, definitely. It, it's been, it's been amazing. Like with the help of the internet there, like we're not as alone or disconnected as we feel like, mm -hmm. like I would never really have a chance to meet either the two of you uh, if it weren't for this, this commonality that we have. So it's yeah. really cool. I love that. Yeah. Another like minority group. Well, we were just talking about this earlier, how, we were like, oh, singles are also a minority group in the church. And then we're like, wait, no, they're not. Mm -hmm. Like they talked about this in conference years ago now <laughs> that we're actually in the majority now in the world inside uh, North America and out. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of interesting to think about that we still are like maybe feeling like we're the outliers in some way or or had a need to do like this podcast or whatever. But mm -hmm. I mean, there could be like many reasons for that, including a lot of the leadership in the church is married or is in a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But that's interesting to think about too. Oh yeah, totally. Because back then, you know, the main institution, well, the family is the main institution in our religion, right? Mm -hmm. 
But like you said, now the numbers are dramatically towards singles Mm -hmm. like us. And so I think it is cool and, you know, relevant that we do have, you know, whether it's a podcast episode or whether it's a YouTube channel that talks about, you know, what life is like for single people, because, you know, our population just keeps, keeps on growing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially, oh yeah. Especially at our, in our age group too. Cause mm-hmm. like obviously children and people in their twenties are single and then obviously like widowers are single, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's kind of a unique place, place to be at this age when people are traditionally like settling down or starting families or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. The trend that they're seeing is that people are marrying later and less of, often, I guess, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. there are definitely, there's, there's kind of a worldwide trend of more and more singles. So yeah, kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. Even though it is, you know, our purpose as members of the church to eventually, you know, get married and have a family, we haven't quite gotten there yet. And mm-hmm. maybe at one point we will, but in the meantime, since we are single, mm-hmm. what are some of your guys's like favorite perks as like being being a single mm-hmm. member in the church? I want to hear, especially because uh, Johnny talked about this DBT, like this both sides of things. I do want to hear some of his. I was going to say, I'm really glad we're doing this episode because I think a lot of times there's this other minority of singles who are not trying to get married right now. Like for whatever reason, like maybe they're just very happy single. Maybe they had a bad, like a divorce or other relationship experience that kind of uh, made them think like, I just need a little time, whether it's years or whatever it is, or like in Johnny's case, choosing um, to remain single in alignment with like some values there. So anyway, I just wanted to say that, 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 because I think also like with this podcast, we like have so many different topics we can cover a lot of them are like pretty dating heavy uh which has been fun as well because I know a lot of singles are wanting that but I also just think there's value in just talking about the state we're in now and not and again like what we talked about not always being just future focused but also just like what um how can we get the most out of our lives now and like not feel it like it's like a like a half-life of some sort like (laughs) that we're that we're fully living you know yeah single moment (laughs) focusing on the present yeah yeah the reason why we're single can vary right between person to person and our desire to leave the singleness uh the single relationship status (laughs) can also vary right and so yeah there's there's definitely a whole variety of situations for sure yeah and celebrating all of them I guess yeah I think that's that's (laughs) super important yeah so johnny tell us more um yeah let's let's get into <laughs> let's finally get into it. keep saying let's okay, get into cool. it. <laughs> okay cool <But laughs> so i guess the number one perk that i had was that you get the chance to get to know yourself better i feel like people in relationships spend time getting to know each other like you know the they're the person they're in the relationship with mm-hmm. they spend time and energy developing that relationship but at kind of at the cost of doing that with, you know, like their relationship with themselves and getting to know themselves more. And I think that's something that I've really enjoyed over the years um, is just getting to know myself, the things that I really love. And the cool thing about being single is that I get to spend as much time and money and energy in those things as I want. And I don't really have to check with someone else 
first. Uh, like, yeah. like if I, like if I'm craving Thai food or Indian food, then I just go and get Thai food and Indian food. I don't <laughs> have to like make sure it's okay with my spouse first. Yeah. And the same, same goes for like other hobbies as well. Right. Yeah. Or to have that argument, like, what are you feeling? I don't know. Like, what do you feel like having? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just go. Cause that's what you're craving. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, just like an kind of a not an unlimited budget, like we should be budgeting, but right. yeah, uh, unlimited control over our budget is yes. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I think I think you can, you know, you can work on the identity, like your your identity as an individual. Whereas I think, like, if I look at some of my siblings or my friends who are married and have kids, their life their family is so much of their identity that I, I don't, I sometimes like, don't really know if I am ever seeing the true them uh, because, Mm -hmm. because of like how busy they are in their, in their own life. So that makes sense. Yeah, that is really cool. And I think, I mean, something I've definitely appreciated about being single for so long is the chance to develop myself and focus on that personal development. I mean, that's like always something I'm doing, you know, whether it's reading books or uh, interacting with the world in different ways. But I have really also appreciated like being in my thirties because I feel like very comfortable in myself as opposed to twenties, which are like a little, like more tumultuous or relatable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's really beautiful. I didn't think about it that way that you're like, your identity is your own, I guess. Yeah. I keep thinking about those movies where like the main character has these kids that grow up and they leave the house. And then the main character is kind of stuck there thinking, okay, like who am I? Because my kids are gone or maybe like their spouse decides to like leave them and it's just them. And then throughout the entirety of that movie, they got to try to figure out who they really are. Yeah. They go find themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They go find themselves. I think that really does happen more often than we, than we think, just like Johnny said, because your identity just gets so wrapped up in your own family that you forget who you are as an individual. Yeah. Like not to throw, well, I won't name names, but there's somebody that I know who I'm like, so like, what do you do for self-care? And they're like, what is self-care? <laughs> and this, yeah. this is like, this is like another perk of mine, but like, <laughs> like that we get to, but also that we need to uh, take care of ourselves. But like, like when I ask them like, well, what hobbies do you have? And, and what do you do in your free time? And they're just like, I, don't have free time or like I don't have hobbies like my family is my hobby and and I'm like yeah I don't know that's that's like such a foreign concept to me but also I feel very sad because like they don't they don't have the luxury I feel like that I have of really doing things that I enjoy and and taking care of myself yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I mean Ideally, like every person in a relationship or a family is able to carve out a little bit of time mm-hmm. to develop themselves. But I know that's not always like the reality. It's mm-hmm. just the yeah. ideal. Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny, do you have any uh, nieces or nephews? Yeah, I have nine nieces and nephews. Okay. Oh, me too. Yes. Okay. Oh, cool. So, so we all <laughs> have nieces cool. and nephews. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because I come from a big family and everyone in my family is married and they have kids. And I just feel like, like, I love my siblings for their example, because they're such good parents, but they are always so busy, you know, taking care of their kids, whether it's a football game, volleyball practice. I just feel like their whole lives are, you know, it rotates around the lives of their children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I'm curious about the inverse side of this though, because yeah, is there a downside to all this self-development? I mean, one thought I had was there's something great about like losing ourselves in the service of others. Absolutely. Yeah. So the dialectic here is that there are, there are things that you'll learn. Like there are things that we can only learn being single, but that we're also missing out on things that we can only learn being in a relationship or, Mm. or taking care of other people. Yeah. So I think part of the downside is we are a little bit selfish and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like we kind of have to be because, and this is, this is maybe my number two thing, but it's like, we have to, we almost have to be selfish because at the end of the day, no one else is going to be looking out for us. Like we're not in the relationship where someone else can be looking out for us. Right. And so if we don't look out for ourselves, no one will. Um, and so we, we kind of need to be a little bit selfish, but I think it's easy to then, yeah, it's easy to then be kind of stuck in that selfishness and, and to not look out and reach out. Yeah. If you're independent for too long, then you start to realize, or you start to think, yeah, I don't need anyone else. I could, I can only rely on me, myself and I. Yeah. And you forget about, yeah. What other needs are out there that you could be meeting that aren't just aren't in front of your face all the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, And also it, you know, with me not having to coordinate dinner plans or evening plans with anyone, I don't really have to learn how to compromise and have like really tough conversations with someone where we disagree on things. Um, where, whereas that's a skill that is, you know, really important for healthy relationships. Um, something that I don't really have to develop. So, yeah. So I could, that could be something that I lack as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's such a double-edged sword. Cause like who really wants to compromise? I just want to like like they say on my favorite rom-com of all time while you were sleeping, sole control of the remote. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yeah, like she was just talking about uh, all these perks of, well, she was just talking about like what she likes about her life, living alone with her cat or whatever. Yeah, it's, in some ways it's like easier. There's like a little bit of like a, a push and pull there because you're like, or tension because obviously we want to keep growing and we want to reach our full potential, like whatever that means. And uh, thankfully like this life isn't, all we have in order to do that. Um, we'll have the eternities to continue to grow, but there is a little bit of a loss. Like, am I missing out on some, some growth opportunities and accompanied with that blessings? Mm, totally. Yeah, definitely. I've always been a dog person. And last year I actually got a puppy and Aww. it was, it was like my dream puppy. I called it Appa cause I love Avatar the last airbender. Oh, yeah. And show. Um, yeah, and it was really tough. And in fact, after one week of having this puppy, I like couldn't do it. And so I had to rehome the puppy, which is super oh, sad. Wow. But like that just goes to show that like I I really value my independence and yeah. <laughs> um, and like being able to go to sleep when I want to and you know just not have to take care of something or someone, right? And yeah, that just goes to show that like, if there's that side of growth that I have that I don't really have much experience in. So yeah, it's, there's definitely pros and cons to it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I have also thought about getting a dog, but then I'm like, am I ever home like at night? No. <sighs> yeah. 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 And like, in some ways that's the expectation. Cause like, if you're single, like you really need to invest time in friends and people outside of your home. 
And so, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like a lose-lose there. Cause you're like, Oh, it'd be great to have this companion. But I also, because of where I'm at and because of the ex- even the expectations on me from others, um, like I, I can't, can't give that can't right now. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what else? Talking about schedules and I think having uh, our own schedule and not having like a certain timeline or like um, our expectations because we've set the expectations because it's our time. I think that's definitely a perk for the singles. We don't necessarily have, because, you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, kids or a partner or like dinner time or activities. You know, we as singles, we don't really have to worry about that. We can, you know, eat dinner whenever or we can mm-hmm. have dinner whenever we can eat whatever we want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not have yeah. to like set an example for like the children that we don't have or um, mm-hmm. So I really think that having uh, autonomy of our own time and of our own schedule is really rewarding for singles. Yeah. And is there another side to that mm. or is it just a perk? Oh, no, there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely <laughs> another side to that. Uh, yeah. This is one of the things that I wanted to talk about as well. Like we have a lot of time and we have a lot of the autonomy over that time, but that also means that it's really easy to kind of waste that time and to fill it with things that aren't super meaningful. Like it's, it's, and the analogy that I thought with this was, it's like the decision to buy a house versus like renting all the time. You get to the point where you're basically paying the same amount, but when you're renting that money just disappears and it never comes back to you. Whereas if you, if you bought a house and you're paying off the mortgage, even though you're paying a lot, um, at least that money is like being invested somewhere that still is yours. Mm. And, and I, and I kind of equate that to these relationships and like raising a family that we are missing out on the time that we spend, like the free time that we have as singles is kind of the time that these people are spending developing the relationship and raising their family. And just by doing that inherently, they're like building this meaning and, they're building meaning and they're building these lasting relationships. Whereas uh, it's really easy as a single person to just be so focused on ourself that at the end of the day, like years come and years go. And it feels like if we look back, it could be that like, we don't have a lot to show for it. So I definitely think that there's, you know, both sides of the coin on this one. Yeah. Kind of related to Oliver's perk. I think my number one perk of being single is sleep. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, like, really value sleep. I really need <laughs> sleep to function like more than the average person, I would say. And then I yep. see my siblings, uh, especially with those with kids getting like an unacceptable amount of sleep every oh, night yeah. <laughs> to mm-hmm. function. And some of them struggle with it. Cause I think we're all the same in terms of like needing some, some good sleep to oh, yeah. function mentally. Yeah. But yeah, like would, if I didn't have that luxury or even like without the kids part, um, just a partner, like a partner requires a lot of investment of time. Like just, you know, like need to like do some serious, like emotional, physical bonding, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. um, Yeah. yeah. I guess the inverse of that is like the, what you talked about with learning to use time more productively. Like I'm sure, cause that's something that honestly scares me about marriage and family is that you know just that lack of like getting my needs met in some of those ways like sleep Mm. 
but like, would I learn to cope and use time more productively? Maybe. Yeah. Sleep is so important. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually uh, it's so funny. In my most recent YouTube video, I talk about how in this year I'm trying to work on improving my sleep hygiene. Mm. And, and yeah, it's just so important. Like there are studies after study that show how important it is. And we all think, well, I don't know if this is true, but I definitely thought that I was fine with just, you know, like six hours or like four hours of sleep. Oh, no. Oh, like, John, no. But like, yeah, like, how did I say this in my video? I said, nobody, like, you're not doing anyone favors by like starving yourself with sleep, um, <laughs> yeah. <eating> yourself. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. But like, <laughs> but like with being single and having autonomy, like full autonomy over my schedule, I can take naps and I can sleep in and like, you know, like it's, I'm, I'm much more able to have control over those things mm -hmm. than I could if I had to, you know, get up to help my kids get ready for school or, or, you know, take them to like soccer practice or whatever. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely more autonomy. That, that parent teacher conference or <laughs> yeah. That you need to yeah. Attend. yeah. Or just like yep. a crying baby throughout the night. Yeah. That brings up a good point because even though like my ideal is like nine and a half hours or something crazy, like awesome. Love it. I'm not doing that. And part of that is like a misuse of time. Like last night, mm -hmm. I was like watching Seinfeld episodes. Like I was just going to watch one and I watched like four, you know, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And then the next <laughs> like, I was up late because I procrastinated projects. So like, yep, yeah, I that's totally me. Yeah. Totally. So maybe that's... I'm not leaning into like my benefits, my single benefits as much as I could be and really like using that, you know, sleep as a superpower concept. <laughs> yeah. I will say that for my, my friends who are married and have kids, uh, and or or just married and and no kids, they are generally much more responsible with time. Like they they'll be like, oh no, our, we have a bedtime of you know whatever o'clock. And mm -hmm. whereas I'm just like, well, what time am I going to sleep tonight? I yeah. don't know. And, and <laughs> it's it's Russian know, roulette. Who knows? Totally. No, it totally could be is. Nine p.m. could be two a.m. <laughs> yep. And yeah. And and then I and then in my mind it's like, well, I can just catch up on sleep the next day. And and that's you know that's. A nice perk as well but yes generally that doesn't really happen either so yeah it's, right yeah. yeah there's that lack of discipline or something where yep definitely others are forced into that discipline <laughs> and there's something to be said for that for sure that accountability. I think so yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> Lindsay your comment about getting nine and a half hours of sleep makes me laugh because I could only imagine the parents that listen to this and them thinking oh, oh gosh, gosh I wish <laughs> yes. yeah oh, I wish like, I could have nine hours of sleep yeah, they're, they're like, like, I can't I remember the last time I had that. <laughs> yeah, and I think with what you were saying with like wondering how that would work out for, you know, eventually if you do marry and have a family, I think, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I but I hope that there's that expectation set of like, yeah, we still want to take care of ourselves mm -hmm. <laughs> as as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I think I follow Dr. Julie Hanks. She's a member of the church oh, yeah. therapist uh -huh. and she's great. She talks about that a little bit. Like she works with a lot of women, a lot of mothers, and there's often those themes of like people kind of losing themselves and their families or whatnot. Oh, and so yeah. she talks about how there's like, I mean, even if your family isn't like well off or whatever, there's like always ways to get um, some child care help, like, you know, swapping babysitting or I don't know. So yeah, I think involves like being creative about your options and not just feeling like, okay, I'm a mom. So I need to like be the sole caretaker of my 
children 24 seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, easy totally. to say, cause I'm not doing it, but. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Totally easy to say, but, but I think, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. I just had a thought of like somebody I really look up to in my ward. She has three young kids. She's a BYU professor and she teaches Sunday school and she's amazing. But I'm just like, I, yeah, I just don't know how she does it. She's, she's amazing. Right. That, yeah. That's a pretty full schedule. It sounds like. Oh yeah. I think some people are built. I've thought about this with friends who are kind of like super, superheroes who then you find out they only get like four hours of sleep a night and they can kind of function on that or whatever. But I've thought about this and I'm like, okay, are these people actually struggling a lot? We don't know. Or, and, or maybe they're just like built to, with that capacity. And it's okay that I don't have that capacity, you know, like we can be different. I don't have to be envious of them. <laughs> oh no, they're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure it's all of, all of the above with that. Yeah. yeah we And we can definitely be envious of it. Uh, just like they can be envious of us sometimes too. Yeah. I think I definitely idolize like productivity. I think I still like tie self-worth a little bit to like productivity or achievement. That's something I've recognized in more recent years that I do and isn't helpful because our self-worth is inherent. Like nothing can add or subtract that. So Mm yeah, it is easy to be envious of those who are like very high achievers and maybe other and plenty of people I'm sure would see us all as very high achievers. So I don't know. It's just so subjective and yeah. isn't a helpful metric to like. I mean, no metric is helpful to compare ourselves against each other on. But yeah, yeah. Exactly that <laughs> right. I think it's safe to say that we as singles do envy uh, married couples, and then in in turn, married couples do envy us as singles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Just they, they, we just, yeah, everyone's envious in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of, I mean, we are, we're already into it, but like, yeah, I think that's why it's so important to be aware of the perks and to kind of like Lindsay was saying, like take advantage of them or to like, yeah, not, I don't know if take advantage is the right way to say it, but like, yeah, just lean into know, it. Or... Yeah. Lean into it a little bit because, because there are definitely pains that come with each of each of those things and 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 usually it's not hard to like I don't know how to say this but like we're pretty good at leaning into the pain of those things I I think already and so we have to kind of balance that out by leaning into the good things yeah I would say utilizing that perk wisely Yeah. yeah that's a great way to say it yeah I feel like this episode I was thinking about this before we started is kind of about cultivating an attitude of gratitude which I think is, I mean, obviously like a very helpful practice. I also think like we're good at recognizing the pain, but we're not always good about like just sitting with the pain, like, and not just like numbing it or, you know, Mm -hmm. disregarding it. So I think like both are super helpful, which is why I appreciate you uh, talking about this DBT lens on it. Cause I think, yeah, we just need to like honor, honor our losses, honor, like, and each other's for sure, each other's challenges and maybe not make peace with it, but just recognize it and recognize it for what it is and let it, let it be part of our, part of ourselves. Yeah. That's also something I'm struggling with. I struggle with the gratitude part. And I also struggle with like the, (laughs) just like letting myself feel what I need to feel and not like making that like a bad thing or 
Yeah. I'm feeling guilty about it. Yeah. 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 I love all of that. That's uh, that what you just said, like wraps up the things that I learned from last year. Just, uh, <laughs> just like, yeah, like being okay with what you're experiencing and, and, and yeah, I think the, the gratitude part is super important. So I love that. Yeah. So I've done gratitude journaling for years now where I'll make, you know, just write a few bullet points of things I'm grateful for, for the day more recently. And this was came up through therapy is my therapist got me doing some feelings journaling too. And so just to kind of like cool. be able to recognize my feelings. Um, Cause yeah, just like, I guess is more like avoidant uh, attachment style or whatever. I tend to like stay away from hard feelings um, mentally. Relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, relatable. we all do. Super relatable. Same. So, yep. Yeah. So now my journaling practice, which is not consistent, but is is still happening is I'll write like something I'm grateful for. Um, like as a daily thing. And then also a time in the day where I had like a feeling like generally oftentimes it's a negative feeling. Uh, it doesn't always have to be like maybe just a strong feeling of some sort. And I just like write about it. Like I felt this way because of this. And that's also been really empowering. I love that. Yeah. In terms of like just getting in touch with me and what I need. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And in DBT, we kind of learned to stop using good or bad, like assigning judgment to things and mm-hmm. just accepting that things are the way they are. And I love that idea of like writing down what you're feeling and not assigning like whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but just that it's what you're experiencing and mm-hmm. and just being more aware of that. I think that is really healthy. So I'm going to start yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. That. I feel like it's going to help me um, just with decision-making. Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I want or need or yeah. And it's cause I haven't really been in touch with it. So yeah. how I feel about things. So yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. So true. So would you consider that as a perk of being single, being able to have that opportunity to sit with your feelings and to like process them? Yeah, it definitely goes back to Johnny's first point about having time to work on ourselves and really understand who we are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Given that space. Yeah. I kind of feel like the one thing that all these perks have in common is that we just time, we just have more time as singles. The next perk I wanted to talk about was just having the ability to spend time with friends or spending Uh time with like coworkers, maybe spending time with your family, but yeah. Um, But I feel like that's definitely a perk where we have that free time and we have that ability to hang out with or to be more social. Yeah, absolutely. So an example of this is with my family. Like I, because my siblings are all so spread out, they haven't seen each other for a long, long time. But I have, I've traveled and have been able to see each of them, you know, generally within uh, like a, like a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely more connected with my friends and with my family than anyone else in my, in my family, or I guess in my circle of friends, I guess, Uh, just because I have that time to go and meet people and um, stay connected. So I think that's definitely a perk that I don't think about very often, but it's definitely, mm-hmm. definitely a perk that, yeah. I pre- that I appreciate a lot. Um, I was thinking maybe the inverse of that or one inverse of that could be 
and maybe this isn't true for you, but maybe true for me is sometimes I think about how I have like a quantity of relationships, but not always a quality. So something I've been noticing is I have a ton of friends. I have a huge network, mostly because of church, because of our ward. Mm-hmm. And that keeps me like pretty busy too, or it could keep me pretty busy if I decided to go to everything that was offered to me, you know? Yeah. Which is great. And sometimes those events or interactions are really awesome and fulfilling. And other times, like they're a little bit empty because I'm not connecting with people one on one as much as I could there. And so, um, yeah, I think sometimes my relationships, are, there's more of a quantity than, yeah, quality, like I said. And I've found myself, especially as I get older, just craving like more of those one-on-one interactions and the small groups. I really love the small group hangs, you know, Mm. so in wanting to prioritize those. And that's actually something Brian, my boyfriend has brought up because he is not a member of the church and doesn't have that huge network, but he does have like a few close quality friendships um, that he cultivates. And so he's like, actually... We're going to bring him on next week. So he'll talk about this, but he's actually fairly like sometimes a little bit critical or just a little bit more like, I'll be like, oh, there's this thing going on. It sounds really fun. We should go. And first of all, like, it's like way too much for him. (laughs) And also he's like, but what are we going to do? There's just going to be a bunch of random people. And like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he's like quick to call out, (laughs) call out why that may not be like a good use of time (laughs) going to like another activity. (laughs) And, but then if it is like, you know, one or two good friends of mine, then he's for sure like happy to Mm. be around. And he still comes to like plenty of big group things too. (laughs) It's just, yeah. He's always like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's talk about this (laughs) before we just everything. (laughs) He's very observant. That's a very, yes. yeah. yeah it's I, a very, uh, what's the word? I just lost it. Uh, but yeah, very good, good astute? observation. Yeah, know. astute. That's the word. Astute. astute very, yeah. very astute observation. That, that's, that's very, it's, it's a, would you consider that critical thinking? That's very like critical thinking yeah. of, of Brian on his part, because yeah, like, why would you, why would you waste or spend your time on an event that's not necessarily going to like, impact or do you any good yeah, yeah. or like yeah. make you feel more connected to people, yeah which is what the goal is I yeah guess. right yeah. and part of that is just making that in whatever you're attending like if you're going to like a ward party or something just making sure to have like some one-on-one conversations versus like just saying hi to everyone <laughs> all your yes. acquaintances you know <laughs> so yeah which is easy to do yeah and honestly it's easy for me like I said before, my attachment style is more avoidant. And so the superficial relationships are super easy for me. And I do really well with those, but the closer ones like can sometimes like cause a little discomfort, just like being seen and spending like a lot of time with somebody who's, you know, like another human being that has their flaws or whatever. So Mm. yeah, that's true for me in romantic relationships and also friendships I've noticed. Mm. Yeah. I feel like my mind has just been opened because oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when people start dating and then you start seeing less and less of them because they're spending yep. more time together. Yep. Yeah. And then as soon as they get married, you never see them again. Yep. Now, so now that we've had this conversation, a part of me is like, okay, I think I understand why we don't see them again, because they recognize that those relationships were superficial or they were temporary. Maybe. So yeah. now they're focusing on, you know, their eternal connections. That's true. But I yeah. would argue that 
every single one of them still needs friends outside of their spouse. Like connections. They can't, yeah. they can't rely on their spouse to do everything. And that's something I've been bad at as a single person having good friends get married is like, I kind of just wait for them to reach out to me. Whereas like, they probably still want me to reach out to them, you know, yeah. and maintain that connection. And so, and yeah, we just need to assume that everyone needs like a good network of friends and not just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I do have some married friends who still reach out and they still want to hang out. So they, yeah. they, they do exist. Those married people. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even if them. they're like not like responding as much, maybe they still want to, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like they're not for lack of like desire there. It's just mm-hmm. life gets busy for sure. Yeah. I think you're both spot on with this. Um, I think there's definitely a quality versus quantity um, like issue or not issue, but like, situation here (laughs) because with and and I this is actually a reason why I hadn't considered going into the mid-single adult ward is just because I think people in our life stage are very transient well I think they are at least at least it used to be that way like in the Mm -hmm. YSA time Um, I think we still are yeah yeah we're maybe a little more settled uh in as a mid-single but um there's still transient and so, yeah, I talk about this in a YouTube video too, that like, I've had a best friend, like a, a new best friend every few years because they get married and they move away or yes. they, you know, they get a job and move away or, and there's not that like commitment for them to like stay in my life, which makes sense. Right. Because we're not in like a committed relationship, but, but that's just kind of the nature of being single. And so that's definitely something to be aware of as as a single person is that yeah i think i think what your your boyfriend brian pointed out is super insightful and it's something that i'm taking away for sure is just that idea of like yeah it's important to be involved and to go to activities and things but um but also try to cultivate a few you know relationships in in a more deep and and connecting way yeah Yeah. that are more meaningful yeah yeah like yeah someone you can rely on a little bit like when you're going through something tough somebody you can like call up more last minute to do something yeah those kinds of friendships are for sure really helpful to have super helpful yeah yeah that's interesting that transience actually that's another episode I want to do is to talk about just like I feel like as a single our options are limitless maybe that's another perk is like we can like take a job in any city. Um, we can move somewhere for a boyfriend or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. Nothing's really holding us down. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, well, first of all, the options are overwhelming. Like, how do you even choose? Cause then like this, the standards are high, I guess. I mean, th- this goes for picking a, a partner, but also like picking a job, uh, picking yeah. anything for our lives. Yeah. Picking a career, uh, picking a life. And so, yeah. How do you like even narrow it down? And then also how do you commit? you know, yeah. and like really build something over time versus like flitting around, which I have for sure done in my life, mm-hmm. uh, moving different yeah. places, trying different things. Yeah. yeah. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that is common of most of the people in our demographic too. So it just adds to the transience, mm-hmm. transientness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the word transients um, yeah. yeah just that everyone's kind of in this stage of like being a little bit limitless and and so yeah we can 
at any time someone can like, and, and this is true of any relationship, but um, I think even more so uh, for us that mm-hmm. like a really good friend that you could be investing a lot of time in, they can move away for school or for work mm-hmm. or for whatever. And, and that's kind of just how it is. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's unfortunate, but I, but uh, yeah, that's, that's actually something that I went through last year. I had a really good friend of mine and his wife, we, the three of us got super close and they ended up moving to the UK for school. Oh. And so I was like, well, I have to find a new best friend again. It, <laughs> it seemed like it could just, could, and, and it's not that like, there's any like beef between us. It's just that mm-hmm. I don't get to interact with them as often as I used yeah. to be able to. And so, yeah. so I had to like, look around and be like, okay, with what, and, and I did this like little inventory of like, okay, which of the current relationships that I have are ones that I see could be like deepened and, and yeah. And, and it was a bit discouraging at first, just because I was like, oh, I have to do this again. But um, yeah, I came to learn that like, yeah, Heavenly Father is looking out and um, he'll, he'll help me find someone. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So two thoughts came to mind. We were talking about being limitless earlier. I do feel like that's totally a double-edged sword because there is there is the power in being limitless, but it's also kind of dangerous. I feel like there always needs to be like at least a, like a fence or like a barrier. There's got to be like a limit somewhere. Otherwise, you just kind of maybe can go out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know like it. Well, I don't know who says this, but I think there's a principle of creativity. Like if you put some limits on the creativity, then you're able to do more with that than if the options were limitless. I'm trying to think of an example, but I think we've all heard something similar to that. Yeah. So, so even if, even if you are in a place where you can be limitless, I do think that it's smart that you do set limits. That way you don't get lost in the limitless. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And how do you totally. do that? Yeah. Know, that's the topic of another yeah, episode. Right. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of an arbitrary oh, limit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to forget your second thing. So, yeah, go ahead. And- oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then my second thought was you mentioned about um, friendships and how, you know, you kind of you kind of go every couple of years, you got to find a new best friend. Right. Mm. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this and how she was kind of bummed because she spent, uh, a lot of time and a lot of years with this with this one particular friend and then you know that friendship inevitably came to an end and we had a discussion about how you know some friendships do stick around a lot of them don't but they're temporary but they're temporary because you needed that person in your life at that time mm. but not necessarily you don't need that person anymore because you know they filled that they filled that gap that you needed them but now you've progressed or you've I don't want to say like you've grown out of them, but there are definitely friendships where they are temporary because you need them at that time. And then there are definitely other friendships that do last. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I lived in Taiwan for a time and didn't know anyone really there. And I ended up meeting some people and we became really good friends. And it was like, we were all in a similar situation. Like all of us were, uh, like BYU students living there. And, mm-hmm. and so none of us had roots. So we kind of made our own little community. And, and I remember at the time hearing one of them say like, oh yeah, like I, 
how did she say it? It was like, I, I had really good friends, but uh, like, I'll never really interact with them again. And I was like, that was such a foreign concept to me. I was like, how could you like be okay with losing all these friends? And it it's weird because at the time I felt the same way. Like I, I felt like I was going to be lifelong friends with these people in Taiwan, but after Taiwan, like I haven't really kept in touch with any of them. And mm-hmm. yeah, I totally have seen that be true that there are friends that are with you that you know you help each other out for that time and then once that time is over or once that phase is over then not that you don't need them but like hmm. yeah, yeah like you all move on and it's that that happens <laughs> I guess yeah. yeah and it's not necessarily a bad thing like, it's not a bad thing yeah 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 you just they were there when you needed them and yeah yeah yeah, I've definitely had that happen in my life. I've also had a lot of, yeah, again, like a new best friend every couple of years for sure. But, well, I don't want to make like general assumptions about gender, but I feel like women are can be better at keeping in touch sometimes. And so I do have this like beautiful garden of girlfriends like all over the States, you know? Cool. <laughs> um, and like maybe we talk like once or twice a year, you know, or some a little bit more frequently every quarter, you know, <laughs> but um so That's those awesome. are, and in some ways it's like sad we're not as close you know mm-hmm. but at the same time it, 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 it is really fun to catch up with them it, but there also have been a few where it's like we just didn't keep in touch with as well but like I'm so grateful for like the time where we were close you know I yeah. love that phrase a beautiful garden <laughs> I love it I love that I've never heard that before but I love it <laughs> Now I'm trying to think of the equivalent, like I have a great group of guy friends, but it's not as eloquent as the beautiful garden of girlfriends. I'm trying to find something just as eloquent. Yeah, definitely nothing with the same imagery and, and eloquence right. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like, you know how there's like these sayings for groups of animals, like a murder of crows yeah. or whatever. We need something, uh-huh. like, something like that. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a bushel of bros or something. <laughs> Special of bros. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll I'll bring that up at our next Elders Core meeting and see how nice. that goes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So grateful for this uh the bushel of bros that we have here. <laughs> the bushel of brethren that came this Sunday. Yeah, there you go. You yeah. Have some alliteration, whatever for me. <laughs> yep. The alliteration helps for sure. It's clutch. <laughs> um yeah. So, yeah yeah what else what 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 other what other perks are there that we can think of yeah did you have others on your list johnny i think we've actually gone through them all yeah which is fine we've definitely given this yeah. some good time yeah. but i know there's so many more <laughs> i'm gonna go back johnny to your comment yeah. about how you've been able to visit your um your siblings. siblings even though they're yeah. all spread out mm-hmm. so that's a perk you've you've had that opportunity to travel more and yeah. to be because you are independent and that therefore you have that mm-hmm. uh, that freedom to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big tra- travel bug. And so I have been able to travel to a whole bunch of countries at all. Not, and this isn't to compare anything, but all while like my siblings haven't really traveled as much. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and that's because it takes a whole lot for them to be able to travel, you know, more than for me on my own. So yeah, I definitely yeah. think that there are, there, there's traveling that you can do. There are tons of hobbies um, that you can really explore and enjoy as a single person that you really don't have the time or money to as someone with a family. 
Mm-hmm. So, or yeah. and I, not that they can't. I definitely think that they can. It just takes some more planning and and yeah, different mm-hmm. different things for that to happen. Yeah. Again, this is like kind of a time thing again, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of thoughts from that one with the travel, like you have that capacity to develop these like closer relationships with your siblings. I've definitely seen that for myself, just time to go see them. It's easy for a single person to like get one plane ticket and crash on a couch or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. So yeah. yeah. And then when you're talking about hobbies, I was even just thinking about like mastery in our careers. Like we just were able to like, just have more time again to devote to like getting better and doing more. Yeah, the both the professional development and also like the personal development of of your hobbies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, like this this last year I got a piano and uh, like I grew up playing piano and then stopped for a long time. But last year when I got the piano, I was able to like create time to practice and get better and and play songs that I love. And that's been a huge source of joy and fulfillment for me. Mm -hmm. I love that again it's like using time wisely like I think about all the things we could do if we you know kind of well I I mean we're we're all kind of like operating at max capacity in many ways but like if you're not like there's some really cool opportunities developing some hobbies or interests I think of like volunteering being like a big benefit of being single like time to go like volunteer in the community and again just like expand that network in different ways, whether it's like social or service or whatever. So, yeah, I thought of one perk that's maybe not time related. Um, I been recently living alone and I love it. So yeah. <laughs> I was having some space. <laughs> it's <was> big. <laughs> nice. I knew okay. I would. <laughs> I knew um, I wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the space thing's interesting too. And maybe it's, again, just having your own possessions or whatever it is. Uh, well, and you can decorate the space as you want, you know, like you don't have yeah. to, you know, yeah. yeah like yeah. if you want a, a room to be used in a certain way or for a certain purpose or to look a certain way, then you have full control over it, which is really nice. Yeah. yeah. If your house is dirty or if there's dishes in your sink, you have no one to blame but yourself. Absolutely. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no one to judge you for your bad habits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that goes both ways. And that kind of it goes. It does. It does go both ways. Yeah, it kind of goes back to what we talked about, about like com- not having a compromise and that being really nice, but also like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just also that there are some like less effective habits that we can have and no one's really like <laughs> seeing them and, and pointing them out and helping us work on them. So keeping you know, us accountable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So. I feel like we've talked about so many things and we've probably been going for a while too, close to an hour or more, but I feel like there's so many more. And so maybe that, yeah, that's like, maybe something we can encourage everyone to do is just kind of have as a gratitude practice, think of those things that they, um, that are huge benefits to their lives right now. And that could go for single as well as married or Mm -hmm. other, um, and then find ways to like lean into that better or just appreciate it more because maybe it's fleeting, maybe it's going to be a long time and either way, there's like always good things to be found. Yeah. It's not a bad thing to be single. There are some blessings to, to it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I love that idea that like for however long it lasts, like this, this phase of our life that we're single for it, 
there are a lot of good things to learn and good things to experience that we will lose whenever mm-hmm. the phase of being single ends. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's important to honor those and to really seek them out and take full advantage of them. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's cool. I think there are perks. I mean, the perks that we've gone over, they're going to stand out to different people and, and uh-huh. mean different things for different people. But I think we all have perks regardless of what the situation is. And and, and so, yeah, the, the gratitude exercise would be really helpful for all of us, I think, to mm-hmm. just take stock of the good things that we have available to us. Mm. I did think of one other perk that is hard to categorize, and I don't know if you'll want to include this in the final uh, recording of this, but I have a I have some good friends who are married and are trying to have kids, and they just like can't, you know. And and I think about the pain that I have as someone who is single and uh, who has decided to stay single. I feel like the pain that they go through. Oh, and also I know of couples who have had like miscarriages and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, like I think of that pain and how, like, I just can't imagine like that. I feel like that is more painful than me being lonely. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. Like if we quantify <laughs> yeah. that, but just like how much anticipation, like that's, that's mm-hmm. ambiguous loss to like, to the that's like a perfect like really really strong example of ambiguous loss where there is so much potential and so much love that they have and then to lose that before any of it really is able to you know be actualized is so painful and so yeah that's like for me I'll probably experience it just by having a desire to have kids but then probably never having actually having kids Mm -hmm. Um, for them it's just that much closer that they were you know Mm-hmm. to that but then couldn't have it so yeah, yeah good stuff that's not like a competition by any means yeah but yeah. so there's something my brother and sister-in-law have gone through and even though they have adopted two really awesome boys um they it's still like a loss in different yeah. ways like they're still grieving it and also yeah there's a lot to it but yeah, it's been interesting over the years, like kind of comparing our journeys. Um, I think there was a time where I was like less patient with um, their trials or like they're grieving through their trials. And I was like, well, at least you have each other. And, you know, like just kind of minimizing mm-hmm. that, which wasn't helpful. Mm-hmm. But I've discovered over the years, they have been so compassionate to me. And I think it's a little bit of just understanding that kind of like ambiguous loss. Um, and they're always like the first to check in on me. Like, how was that for you? That family interaction or whatever, you know, Mm, how was that wedding? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really beautiful to kind of like bond over some different, but shared experiences. And I've gotten much better at like understand their loss. I appreciate what you said about that, like being that much closer to it. And, um, yeah, I thought about bringing them on actually, just because it's like similar challenges. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a yeah. lot we can learn from each other and support each other. And but yeah, I feel like miscarriage or something like that would be oh, the absolute worst. So devastating. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Well, Johnny, you're a gem. It's been so fun. Oh, thank you. It's been such an honor to be here, honestly. And I've loved chatting about this with you guys. <laughs> 
you just seem like such a wise soul. Like I could just like <laughs> learn from you or like, yeah, you could like guide me in my journey. I don't know. <laughs> we should, uh, we should call him that Johnny the gem. I like that. Oh, back to the, I love it. yeah, no, I like that. That's yeah. no, honestly, this, your podcast has helped me a lot. Just kind of remind myself how important it is to take care of myself and to, and to honor my singleness and, and yeah, I, and, and then also find ways to connect with other people. I, I thought of the thing that I was going to say. Oh, so with the dialectics, there are the, you know, the two sides of the coin, but I think, I think we can also do our part to kind of blend the two a little bit together or at least pull them closer to each other. Um, so for example, like the experience that I had getting a dog really helped me understand what young couples go through when they have a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> and just have no sleep and are not at their best because of how sleep deprived they are and how difficult and how taxing it is. Like after that one week of having a puppy, I was infinitely more compassionate to like the young couples in my ward. And so whenever I hear that they have babies, I'm like, let me bring by dinner or something like, what can I do to help? And, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's definitely helped me to learn something that I probably wouldn't have learned if I continued in my singleness, you know? And so even though there are things that I'll never learn as a single person, because I'm not in a relationship, I can still do some things that help me to learn those things. So that's that's not that I had. (laughs) I love that. I do like that. Yeah. That, that perspective that we sometimes miss out on until it's the opportunity is given to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's profound. Yeah, Yeah. Like having Appa was it was a very huge learning experience. Yeah. I can, <laughs> yeah. I've heard puppies are real rough. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. There's so much, they take so much work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's such a good, yeah. I'm going to keep thinking about that. Cause I think there's a lot of applications for that, but I think something we can do is look at the parts we're missing or the experiences we're missing out on because of our singleness, uh, missing out on maybe in quotes, but like but think about like what we were hoping to gain from that and find other ways that maybe aren't exactly the same, but can also provide that kind of value. So if we're like looking for more growth, um, seeking that out in different ways with different challenges or opportunities, or if we're seeking additional connection, nothing's going to replace a spouse, but we can find ways to connect with, with those that are available to us, our loved ones and yeah, I think that's been a big takeaway actually is just the power of friendships and and cultivating those because those are really key for everyone, but mm. singles for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The friendships are clutch. And yeah, and I think to add on to that or to to expand on it, like I think it it yeah, this could be a good opportunity to kind of take stock of how you use your time and and really think about and do what Brian <laughs> do what Ryan did and like kind of look at it critically and be like, does this activity or, or is this hour of, you know, being on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, like, is it really going to lead to the connection that I'm wanting it to? And, and, and yeah, be, be brave enough to kind of admit if it's not um, and make changes if necessary. Yes. Yeah. So cool. Is this really beneficial to my growth? Yeah. 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 That's a huge takeaway, honestly, from this. And I think also something I'm not always good about doing that I'd like to do more of because I um, spend a lot of time on things that aren't that helpful 
is paying attention to how things make me feel. So if I'm like scrolling on Instagram for half an hour, hour, um, mm-hmm. like how did I feel after that versus yeah. uh, like calling a friend or, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. alternative activity. So yeah, I want to be more conscious of that and just, I mean, I don't have to like, you know, be a different person overnight, but just make little adjustments as I go. To so true. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll be on YouTube shorts for like, you know, an hour or two or, or whatever. And then after, yeah. not after, but I'll be like, oh, I'm so lonely. You're like, oh, so, yeah. and then it's like, oh, well, no wonder. Like I just <laughs> spent two hours doing literally nothing. Um, and so, yeah, like I could have used that time to reach out to a friend or, you know, develop a talent or whatever, something that is more meaningful. And so, yeah, I definitely, but definitely a takeaway for me from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel like our brains are so bad at like, recognizing what we want and need because sometimes like after a long day you're like I just want to crash or after like a hard day you're like I just want to crash in front of the tv or something yeah but then yeah that's not actually what you needed you know yeah. and maybe <laughs> like, it is for a little bit right but not yeah like, yeah to the you two want it zoning out, but, yeah or maybe it's just rest yeah 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 <laughs> that's interesting yeah what are you looking for and how what's going to best meet those needs yeah yeah Okay. Well, amazing. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Great insights from all of us. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Phil. Uh, yeah. Th- thank you. It's been super fun. Yeah. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm.